0: Hey, and welcome to Rise of the Savvy Souls, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, healing, and inner transformation. I'm your host, Sarah Flynn, spiritual growth and transformation coach, speaker, and mentor, here to help you as you awaken to your soul purpose, activate your divine gifts, and elevate into your goddess power. I am so excited you are here, and I know that it's no coincidence that our paths have crossed. So with that in mind, let's jump straight in to this week's episode. Hey girls, and welcome back to another episode of Rise of the Savvy Souls. Very excited to have such a gorgeous conversation about all things Mother Earth with today's guest. Today's guest is Pippa Leslie, and she is an ego coach and Mother Earth healer, and she works closely with women to help them ditch their toxic ego to own their purpose and divinity. So after experiencing a quantum shift in 2020, Pippa connected deeper to Mother Earth through nature and animals, and she believes that we must heal ourselves to help heal our planet. And I couldn't agree more, and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So welcome,
1: Pippa. Hey, Sarah, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're so welcome. And I just want to give my listeners a little bit of insight into how we even know each other, because our relationship goes back a good few years now. Um, Pippa was like one of my first clients in this business in the early, early, early days. Like I had very only just, you know, branched out into the world of coaching. I was going through my own quantum shift and awakening and we were connected through a family member, weren't we? Um, We hit it off. We began to work together. She went through many different shifts, as I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Um, And I've been able to just watch her go on and continue to grow and evolve. And it's funny because when I think back to our sessions, like there was a lot of things that you wanted that you would tell me was on your vision board and you just couldn't shake the feeling that these things were going to happen. And then, you know, over the past few years, I've witnessed them all unfold in your life. So, I think yeah, I think it's just a good moment for us to really honor and appreciate that what we feel intuitively is is right. Um you're a you're definitely an amazing example of that. So, I would love for you to share with our listeners just I guess your version of your story and what brought you to this point today of being an ego coach and so deeply connected to mother earth.
1: Yeah so thank you and what it was is I always knew I had a spiritual connection of some sort because as it's so cliche it's all like when we're the spiritual people and we're in high school younger we always were deep thinkers and we always used to think god what's out in the stars and what's up there and like you know you just ask I asked so many questions and then as I got into my 20s and you know obviously you get a bit older obviously the the secret landed in my lap and I end up reading the secret and I watched the secret I was like this is amazing how you can just think of something and it kind of comes to your life. You're like a magnet. And then it spiraled on from then. But I think the real, the real shift in my life was the year I found you, because I remember thinking, I need something in my life. I need help. I need direction. I need new friends. I need people who get me. And that's really important to me now is that we, you know, some people don't understand us and that's okay. But I remember when, you know, this, this mutual friend of ours is, I'm going to be actually right near him in New Zealand, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's like I found my way back that way but I remember when he told me to message you when I I just when I first met you it was like yeah she's the one like I need to get in touch with her and it just really resonated at the time but as you know the last let's say the last two years have been probably the most transformational I think from 2017 that was a real a real kind of like dark night of the soul, which I wouldn't have known back then because I lost my nan. And that was kind of the closest person that I'd lost to me as in like, you know, being older and understanding, you know, moving on from this earth plane. And it spurred me on in the right direction. You know, I, I turned my pain into power. And from then I've just been on this like discovery journey. And only recently since I stepped into being the ego coach and the mother earth healer, everything's made more sense mm. because I was the, the person I am. I want to help everyone with everything, and that's not possible. So, you know, having your own niche and who you are. And I've always been connected to animals. I've always been connected to to nature. And one little story that's popped into my head. So some of you who know me, who are watching, or some of you don't know, I've got a black Labrador called Arlo. And an old memory that I've got when I've done a lot of subconscious work was when I was about four... I used to have all the animals, like all the packets of different animals, the farm animals, the wild animals, all the different ones. And I used to know every single one. And if I'd lost one, you'd know about it. And we're on the beach in Spain and I lost the black Labrador little dog. And my dad said you were crying and you wouldn't leave and you called it Blackie. So my dad had to go and sieve through the whole beach where we were to find this dog <laughs> and he found it. And then when I was like, when I was meditating, I think it was like last year at some point, I was like, oh my God, I've manifested Arlo because I wanted a black Labrador with the white stripe. And he's exactly the, the, the dog I wanted. I wanted a dog like, that's like a human. I wanted a dog that was like my best buddy, you know, and you know, Sarah, that connection to your own dog. It's like the, like your, your child basically. So that was like a cute yeah. little story, especially with with nature. But as you said in my introduction, Sarah, is the, the quantum shift that I had last year with with Mother Earth. And one of my greatest manifestations is my partner, Chris. You know, I wrote a list in Australia. That's like another story we can get into. But for anyone who's manifesting a partner, it's so doable. You've just got to believe that that person is out there. And I remember being in Australia and the crazy thing is he flew over me when I was in Australia. He was going to New Zealand and we we, we tracked back on our photos and he actually flew over me and I was on the beach watching the planes come in. Wow. So it is really crazy. But I remember writing the list of what I wanted in a man and Chris is like everything on the list and I've actually got the list and I'm actually going to put it in my book because I want people to see like those my, my proof that I you know I stuck to what I wanted. But then when when Chris came into my life things started to change again because I'd left a toxic relationship that year. I went to Australia, you know, you say you go and find yourself. And I found a lot of myself in Australia because my heart is down that part of the world, as you know, especially with me emigrating to New Zealand now. So I remember just thinking, I need to come home for some reason. I'm being pulled home for a reason. And the reason was Chris. And that's why I just, you know, I really listened to that intuition, you know, my heart and my intuition. And then obviously I met Chris, that is a love story by itself. It's a, it's such a beautiful story. But then when Chris and I had our quantum shifts quite closely together, his was different to mine, but mine was just, I know we, we spoke about this briefly before we chatted, sir. And it's a really powerful thing to, to know and understand everyone's quantum shift is different to you. It's going to be completely different to whoever you are. As we said, you could be sat on the toilet. You could be in the shower. You could be mopping the floor. You could just be on a walk like I was in nature and I was walking the same way I always go with the dog. And this day was quite cloudy gray as it always is. And I remember going over the, the field and I just just walk different ways and I'd find feathers and I'd find like little cute, you know, robins would be about and things. And that day, the, the day before I, I channeled Mother Earth and I remember her telling me that, you know, I'm I'm within all of you. You know, my energy is within every single one of you. And she kept saying, you are me, you are me and be yourself, stand in your truth. And obviously M.E. stands for Mother Earth. And I was like, oh, my God, and I'm in tears. And I'm like, and she asked me a question. She said, what is it that you've always wanted? You know, what is the one thing you've always wanted? And I said to be a mother, like I want to be a mother, what, like very soon. And I'm in floods of tears and I'm like, oh, my God, I've I'm just, I'm just, I've just channeled Mother Earth. And I'm like, I this, but it was like new to me at the time because I'd only channeled like, you know, certain things. And then the next day, I remember leaving the house to go out in the morning and I'd left my keys and my phone and I'd shut the door and I went, oh no, and we're in lockdown. It was like, eight, I think it was like March, April time. So obviously, you know, knocking on people's doors with COVID lockdown, I was like, oh no. And I couldn't get to mum and dad's and I, was, no, I had no phone. So instead of freaking out, I just said, it's okay. I'll just go for my walk and I'll, I'll sort it out when I get back. So I went on this walk and I remember just like really reflecting about what had happened yesterday because the reason I channeled mother earth is because I got triggered and we're going to talk about triggers probably later on, especially with being an ego coach. So I was triggered really bad that day and I'm glad. And I said, thank you Mm. to the universe. Thank you for sending me that trigger because that trigger led me to this moment. And I was out and I remember just like the clouds started to part and I was like, Oh, and as I looked up where the sun was shining through the clouds had parted into a circle and in there, there was an M and an E in mm-hmm. the clouds. And I just I just dropped to the floor, cried and was like, oh my God. And it was like, it's like my life flashed in front of me. It was just more like like, like a movie you see on a movie. And I just, an Arlo came over and he was like so excited thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> and I was just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then the, the next bit we walked up and it had been dry a couple of days. So all the mud had dried up. And I remember like, I chucked Arlo's ball and he brought it back. And as I looked down to pick it up, under his ball, there was a huge carved out M. And I was like, what is this? I was like, what's going on? And then as I looked down, I thought, that's my miracle. And ever since that day, my life's never been the same. It's just, it's like I've had a new set of eyes and everything is brighter. Everything's greener. the, The sky's more blue. You know, I see I see people with love. I see I see myself in everybody. And then since then I've had many quantum leaps. And we know that's you know, because when I started to read the quantum change book, it said you have a quantum moment as in a big shift. Mm-hmm. And then you have little mini leaps, like aha moments. And that's kind of been where I'm like I'm at to now. So that's kind of like my big, my big story. But is is the quantum change by Wayne Dyer? No, he's a huge No, influence. it's by um william debacker and there's two there's two authors i can't think of the top of my head but the book's called quantum change the reason i mention wayne dyer is because he talks about it in the shift the movie uh, okay. and he talks about how you know it's it's like it's like it's like you've been smacked in the face it's like oh wow and it never leaves you and it's kind of one of those you can't explain it
0: yeah but it can happen so instantly and like I definitely want to kind of just in case any of my listeners haven't experienced that yet I'm pretty sure they have but just in case they haven't like what Pippa's describing is you know an inner shift a shift in perspective where like nothing on the outside has changed but everything on the inside shifts and changes and it's as a result of Seeing life through a new lens or having an experience with a higher dimensional being or the energy of Mother Earth or the energy of another being that teaches you something greater than yourself. And I think, you know, Pippa's story there is a great example of, you know, you channeled Mother Earth's energy the day before. You felt her energy. And I want to talk about her energy in a minute. But then you actually went out and you got to experience mother earth and her entirety like being out there in the field and the mud and the sun and the clouds so it all it all came together and I love that um so for the listeners then like because I've experienced a mother earth quantum shift as well and for anyone who hasn't I think it'd be good for us to talk about like what her energy actually feels like and 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 how you actually feel in her presence so how would you describe that? It's
1: a really I won't say it's a tough question. It's I can explain it, but until you're in it, mm. you feel you will feel different it's like um let me just take a moment to feel it. It's like peace. And it's like you remember why you're here mm. and you and you just have this trust and knowing that she she's holding you because people get confused with mother earth energy and universal energy it's it's the same thing it's just mother earth is part of the universe it's like when I'm out in nature I just feel safe and I feel connected I feel like my my soul is like just because co- we're all connected so yeah. it's but I a think feel- I
0: think pre- pre-mother earth shift you might not you might not realize that that's the way nature can make you feel Mm. so you can be walking around you know you can be going through the woods you can be like oh yeah the trees are beautiful but like you might not be feeling what we now feel after going through like a mother earth awakening quantum shift and I think that's what changes everything isn't it is once you've experienced or felt her energy as a being yeah as an energy, as an actual living thing that exists, that's when everything's different because you feel her and everything. I'm thinking of Pocahontas right now, as I'm kind yeah. of like, and it's so funny because Pippa's the Disney fanatic, so no wonder <laughs> Pocahontas came to mind. But um, yeah, like what you said, Pippa, for me, it was I just got this message from her. I'm gonna be completely transparent. Like my story with mother earth energy healing was not like Pippa's mine was actually on a plant medicine journey I've shared this with my listeners before that I will dabble in plant medicine um and and I was channeling her energy and she was showing me how and this is big by the way like for any star seed or light worker who's never felt quite at home on the planet which
1: did you ever feel that way Pippa like I just feel like I'm, I'm partly here and I'm partly not
0: yeah yeah so like (laughs) I'd always had that feeling of like I don't know what it is I just don't feel 100% here on the planet or I don't feel 100% safe or whatever and through this medicine journey with the energy of mother earth like she was saying to me like you've never truly felt safe on this planet because you've been disconnected from me and she was like I am your mother. I am I am the mother of you know everyone on this planet. But everybody's so disconnected from me and in this in this journey. She was showing me, you know, like su- like surrender all of your worries to me. Let me hold you. Let me cradle you. Like I provide all of the abundance that you need. And then she was showing me like the trees and like all of the fruit growing and like you know vegetables and just the abundance of like lakes and waterfalls and the rain and and how it's a full ecosystem that like just (laughs)
1: functions by itself. Well, this is the thing, sir. what what, what I channeled with her as well is like humans will die out. Nature will carry on growing. Nature will will never, like even if we had a mass extinction again, like we did millions of years ago, a seed will sprout and that's how it grows. Mm -hmm. and i think when you mentioned pocahontas i've been really channeling a lot of ancestry and native energy like lately a lot and i think you know connecting to natives especially with me moving down to new zealand they have the maori natives there and they are so connected to nature and that's our ancestors we were all from that you know ancestry line of the natives they would worship the moon the sun you know the everything about nature all the elements the different you know having a compass they'd look at the different ways that's what i was saying to you like last night i was outside had my head under the water and i just let the rain come on me mm. that's what they used to do and over the centuries we've lost that connection we just think nature's just there and we don't appreciate it as much oh, totally lost i was trying it. to a lady the other week and she was talking about how like they've been connecting plants up with a frequency and every plant has a different frequency Mm -hmm. so every every plant has its own song
0: yeah because have you seen those little machines that you got and you 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 attach something to the leaf and it creates a song
1: yeah Yeah, it's incredible like
0: that's mind-blowing that's mind-blowing I love that you brought that up because frequency is like huge topic for me at the moment but like yeah we've been so disconnected from our native roots Mm -hmm. and like you know sun gazing that's activating Mm. um like what you did last night like being out in the rain and just getting wet in the rain like that's actually activating it's activating
1: us yeah because we're very like oh god rain don't wanna get me hair wet i don't want to get me and it's like it actually activates i think it actually
0: activates like our dna or our soul or our aura it does something like we're totally missing that you know we, we put our crystals out to charge under the moon but we don't think that we get charged if we go out mm. under the moon or if we go out in the rain, we're getting charged up as well. Um, so yeah, I just think it, it's really important that we bring people's awareness to this connection of mother earth and her energy. And the fact that, you know, we are children of the earth to yeah. put it, uh, like lightly, we are children of the earth. We've forgotten that. We've totally forgotten that. And the way that like, The world is running and the the infrastructure and all of the things that we've been building and all of the things has just took us so far away from the truth of who we are and the connection to our our ultimate mother. That for me personally, anyway, in my perspective, that was what was making me not feel safe or at home on the planet. Was I didn't have this connection to the mother, the mother of all things. I
1: think. One thing that's coming up for me at the minute is when we look at nature, we see nature within ourselves too, especially in women like this, this includes men too, but for women, especially we, 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 birth, you know, we birth into this world and we're very powerful in that sense. But with nature, you think about the seasons, you know, this, and there's a connection to this with us. So the you know, seasons are constantly changing, constantly changing, you know, it doesn't, you know, nature doesn't get to spring and go, I don't really feel like going into summer. I'm just going to skip to winter. It just it just naturally happens. So one thing I've been really connecting to is is my birth. I'm really trying to connect to when I was born, like obviously, I've got the video and when I watch it, it's like, oh oh my God, that is me coming into this world. Wow. And one thing that really resonates with me that Wayne Dyer talks a lot of, and I'm currently reading the Tao Te Ching every day, so I have a verse every day. Everything you needed in the first nine months of your life in the womb was there for you. You didn't have to think, speak, fit anything. It was just there for you. When you come into this world, the moment you take your first breath, that's exactly the same. And the only thing that changes that is when we start to develop the toxic ego. And that's what happens is that, you know, the ego is to protect the inner child. I get that. But what happens is we, we everything is still there for us. Everything is available to us. Everything, the universe, Mother Earth, everything around us will send us everything we need at the exact right moment, as it did in those nine months and we Divine forget that timing. as we grow up. Yeah, we forget that. And that's why I've been really connecting to like pre four at the moment, because there's a lot happening in them. Obviously the first seven years is very, you know, important, but pre four is like Megan and, and watching my birth video. I'm like, this is when yeah. Pip came to the earth. You know, she was, I mean, my parents, this is one thing that I, re- I really resonate with. Like your, your parents actually aren't your parents. They just brought you into this world and that's it,
0: what,
1: that's the, that's what, and the, it, when I say that to some of my clients, they're like, oh, but I'm saying, but then I go deeper and I say, but I know some people have been brought up in different environments, you know, toxic environments, physical abuse, mental abuse, all those things. And the thing is that, I mean, if anyone doesn't know Wayne Dyer, you probably do, but you need to read his stories because his stories are like life changing. He talks about his dad being, he was a drunk, left his mum, you know, with three kids. And when Wayne got to a certain age, he actually went to his grave to go and piss on his grave. And he got there. And instead of like doing that, he had this quantum shift. And he said, you know, if my dad wasn't the way he was, I wouldn't be where I am today. So your parents, no matter who they are, they're exactly who you want them to be because they're pushing you down the path that you're meant to be on. And it's remembering that you're birthed through them. Yeah. And you chose them for this life, and it's it's such a deep way of thinking of it. And for any of you novice ones who are into spirituality, you're probably like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what me Sarah will probably touch on is like stripping it back to the basics because it can feel overwhelming, especially when you're not kind of you know when you've not connected and had that quantum shift. It can feel a little bit overwhelming, but your your soul, your higher self, will yearn for that moment.
0: Yeah, and so for for anybody listening, like obviously both myself and Pippa have had these experiences with the energy of mother earth so now you know we feel very differently towards like animals and nature and and just feel that connection like I almost feel like I could go anywhere in the world and I would feel safe on this entire planet because mother earth is always with me because she, you know, she, she is, she's always with me. Whereas I definitely didn't feel like that in the past. I was, I was still traveling and I was moving about, but I didn't feel at home because I had that disconnect and I didn't have that connection to her. But I guess then it would be interesting for us to kind of support the listeners who maybe haven't connected with the Mother Earth energy in this way. Like, what are some of the things that you do, Pepper, that help you feel connected to Mother Earth so that I guess we can inspire the listeners to start trying out a few different things so that maybe they can bring on a quantum shift of their own?
1: Yeah, so before I tell you what I do, I want everyone to know that your quantum shift will happen at the exact right moment. But what you do from now to then is the inspired action. So for me, I would have a daily non-negotiable routine of spiritual stuff. So I would do my gratitude, but I would go deeper within the gratitude. So I would choose things from nature. I would choose things from like family. I would choose things from work. I would choose things from friends and I go deep into gratitude and be like, you know, I'm grateful for the trees because they blossom in, in, in the summer and they, they're so green. And, the, and when I touch them, they, they feel good. So obviously going, you know, asking, you know, saying why are you grateful for those things? Meditation is just it's just the, that for me, meditation is probably the most powerful thing we can do, because when we just really compose ourselves and go into that real deep sense of our inner being, that's when you're going to start calling in and channeling things that you've never experienced so if you're new to meditation it's just stick to the you know focusing on the breath and really just bringing in and ask just asking for guidance a lot of us forget to do that a lot of us forget that we've got guides and our guardian angel from birth around us and we just forget to ask those questions for me it's getting out in nature every single day
0: yeah and we can even ask mother earth to to come to us in our meditation or show us or feel into her energy like if you if you were sat in meditation and you asked mother earth to come through you could begin to build up a resonance like what does this frequency feel like if i could describe it in an emotion Mm -hmm. how does it make me feel you know safe held um, and abundant um if it was a color what color would it be and you can start to really build up your relationship with these different energies that come through
1: yeah and so being in nature is a big one, especially, you know, cause UK can be quite hard, especially with the weather that we've got now, but it's just being in nature. Like I said yesterday, just because it's raining, you know, just get out there. It's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of water, but it's a massive big element for us. And I think being in nature just has that real, real connection of where you're outside, you know, and we spent most of our life outside in, in back in the native times. And one thing that's really important as well is having plants within your home too, is bringing life into your home because, you know, I've got money plants, I've got the little plants, I've got these little like cactus plants, and e- each plant represents different things for me. So I talk to the money plant for my abundance, I talk to like the cactus plant for like just my health. So you can just, you can have them as like your little friends, because as you know, they've all got oh different frequencies. God, totally.
0: They're, my my, yeah, and, and and like again, my other pets like they're like other living beings yeah. that I feel so responsible just because they're, just
1: because they're not soft and cuddly doesn't mean they're not listening doesn't they're mean they're not alive. connecting to your energy it's like
0: yeah they're still alive I, I, I feel like so connected to my houseplants it's
1: ridiculous I know I also want <laughs> to say like if I've moved back into my parents like I haven't got exactly like the same the same freedom as I had when I had my home but, you know, I had the greenery. I'd always go out and buy flowers as you do, So You go and buy roses. And when they died off a little bit, I put them in my bath. Like all things like that, you know, just bringing that self-care with nature, bringing nature to you. You know, um, one thing that my friend does that I haven't tried yet, she actually goes and gets um, really good, decent soil from nature. And she comes and puts it on her face when she gets home you know, before oh, a bath. Wow. yeah and it's like obviously because you're putting that onto your skin it's nature and like you also, you know dabble in plant medicine so that's good as well you know bringing the plants to you into that inner being mm, and one that's thing that that's the other thing i want to talk about is in. it is yeah because it's it's about bringing nature to you especially from you know the last year we've been in covid and lockdown it's like you know there can be a lot of excuses oh i can't go outside you can only exercise once a day will bring bring nature to you mm. you know and do some exercise at home and just pretend you're in you're in nature but the The most important th- thing for me, apart from meditation, all that inner work, is looking at your ego and triggers. Because a lot of us are still in the victim mode of why me, why me, why me. You know, especially if we're going through different traumas and things like that. And it is a very delicate subject. And it's you know we have to look at like our inner child because everyone's different. But you know, on a day to day basis, there are going to be things that trigger you. And a trigger basically is going about your day and a situation or a person will change your energy or behavior. So an example is you could be at the supermarket and the, the, the till person is a bit shirty with you and says like, you know, it's a bit nasty to you say, and then you take that the wrong way and then your heart starts to pound and you get sweaty and you're like, Oh my God, she doesn't like me. And you go into like just a frenzy of, you know, meltdown. And it could just be like a friend doesn't, you know, a friend lets you down or a friend doesn't say something or your parents don't agree with something that you're doing you know, we can get triggered by those things. And I think it's becoming aware. The key word is awareness for me. Mm -hmm. It's where it all starts. And it's being aware of that we are human. And we've come here to experience human life. And, you know, but then under that human layer, we are spiritual beings. And that spiritual part of us wants and yearns for the connection to Mother Earth, The human part of us is where, you know, we've gone through different things growing up and we have to bring them to the surface to heal them. And again, it does take work. It doesn't happen overnight. And it is something that, you know, deep wounds can come up. And a lot of the time we just put a plaster over them and they need to be coming out and they need to bleed. You know, Mm -hmm. they need to bleed and you have to heal them over. And that's a big part of the healing journey for me, too, is and then it's, it's the acceptance and the letting go and the trusting as well
0: yeah a million percent and and to mirror back exactly what you're saying you know the reason we feel so disconnected from mother earth and energy anyway and from our own spiritual being true selves is because our ego self has created all of these gods all of these masks all of these ideas of what is truth for us that isn't really truth. so we're seeing life through a lens that is not our highest truth and it is definitely our duty to peel back the layers as pip is saying and ditch the ego and all of the things to get back to the truth of who we are and then we're going to find these connections to like mother earth and the star beings and all of the other beings in this universe like so much more easier and natural because we'll be operating from our true selves as well i definitely want to go into ego but before um before i do just to add on to what you were saying earlier about bringing plants into your home and um, getting out in nature and everything as well like definitely definitely anybody who's listening if you are feeling disconnected from mother earth in in any kind of way I definitely invite you to look around your environment do you have any houseplants in your home do you have any greenery are you getting out in nature enough like are you really embracing the elements as like what Pippa was saying um something that um I learned was that you know we need to have exposure to certain colors in our life to help heal our soul and our aura. So if you're somebody who lives in like a city and it's primarily gray and a lot of brickwork and breeze block and there's like, just like one tree on the street corner, but (laughs) you know, like it's, this is, this could be a huge reason why you're feeling super lost or disconnected or unsafe or unworthy or any of the things because you're not receiving enough color into your auric field for you to heal and feel like you're most expansive so just want to bring that to everybody's attention and awareness to bring as much vibrancy and color and aliveness into the environment that you spend the most time in um because this is medicine like Pippa said yeah
1: the, frequency. the thing with flowers too is if when you look into like the sages and the Tao talks about this I know Buddha you know obviously Buddha was a very enlightened being on, on the on the planet they they see flowers as huge, you know, like you said, the color of a flower, like, so the flower invites stillness. So flowers are great for the color and the vibrancy. And you, you're looking at flowers and you love it. And you think, oh, they're pretty. But a lot of a book that I read was the monk who sold his Ferrari. And I, I read that about two years ago. And the sage in the book said, just go and get a rose and just, you know, gaze at a rose for like five, 10 minutes as a meditation and just see how still, it is and it bring that stillness within you so it's the same as like meditation but I mean even Eckhart Tolle talks about it when he's on stage he will have flowers on his on his table and he'll say like we're well, having flowers around you is just look at the flowers and think they're alive they're alive they have the same energy as us just different frequencies but they're so still and the difference with us is we're just constantly rushing 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 doing this doing this doing this Where we need to invite that stillness in as much as we can throughout the day like we can't do it 24 7 and get that mm. but you know having that conscious breath throughout the day and just having 10 30 seconds a minute to just breathe you know have if you're in work and you're in an office environment it's busy get some flowers for your desk and leave the flowers on your desk and have them there with you exactly so these are just all like the little
0: hacks but they 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 work miracles because yeah they carry a frequency and they are medicine of themselves and I also think they are a great reminder for me anyway, when I look at a tree or when I look at a flower blossoming. It's like, it's like that great reminder that there's this energy that we do not see, but yet there's this life force energy that runs through all of us. Like you said before, Pippa, that you know, everything is provided for, everything is taken care of, everything happens in divine organization in divine time. And like a tree just grows. In its own divine way, a flower blooms in its own divine way, yeah. and so we can learn so much when we really just watch these other, um, what would you call? Them? Watch these other trees and flowers and yeah. beings like grow at their own pace and flourish at their own pace, and just allow because ultimately that's what they're doing. They don't have the ego, <laughs> they don't yeah. have the ego, so they're allowing the energy and the life force energy to just flow th- through them. Mm -hmm. um whereas yeah you know we get ego in the way or we get the to-do list in the way or we get the beliefs about who we should be in the way so I guess you know Pippa how would you how would you advise anyone who's listening to begin to peel back the layers and begin to ditch their toxic ego
1: yeah. So with the ego, what I want to say is that we don't want to actually delete or get rid of the ego because the ego is what keeps us alive. It's our survival. You know, it's back when the cave men were around and we were cave women, you know, our ego was to keep us alive. So if I say, Chris always laughs at this because I say, you know, when we had dinosaurs, I said, Pit, we weren't around when the dinosaurs were there. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oops. So he said, no, but like, we'd have like saber tooth and all like you know, all the big, predators so when we were living in caves we'd have our you know a fight or flight and we'd be like you know our ego saying to survive now again in in today's society society when you're like crossing a road of a car's coming towards you the ego is what kind of gets you to like move 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 out the way but then we've attached the ego to things like people's opinions my job title my earnings what I look like, things like that. And that's where we need to just work on that that part of the toxic ego. And one thing I wanted to mention was when I was watching a new Disney movie over Christmas, it was called Soul. I don't know if you've heard the Disney movie, I've Soul. i only
0: saw half of it. I need to watch the other half.
1: Well, that, that gave me another quantum moment because I remember watching it with Chris and I, on our date night. And I just cried the whole way through because that movie is exactly what we believe in. And Chris and I were just over the moon with how amazing it was and the next day after watching that movie because it really moved. you know when you some a movie just really moves you and, and just really just makes you feel oh that really did something to me there's a walk that I take my dog on and they've built this xylophone on on in the park obviously for children but I no maybe me, <laughs> yeah I was like I walk past that like a lot more now because I'm living at mum and dad's but I'd walk past that every day on this walk and I'd be like My ego would be like, you can't play that. It's for children. You're going to look stupid if anyone sees you. Mm. And then after watching Soul, I was like, ego, no. And my ego is called Ursula. So I just say, go and sit on your rock out in the ocean. Give me a minute. I'm going to go and play this because it's going to make me feel good. And I've been really drawn to music. So I remember just putting my phone there. I was like, I'm just going to record myself playing a little song. So I'm just (laughs) playing this like tune. And I was just so lit up. And I think, and people like people were like obviously walking past the other thing, and they were looking over and they were smiling because it's a ripple effect, isn't it? When you're doing things from the higher self, you're actually served, When you're serving yourself, you're serving other people. So, mm-hmm. like I say, when you're when you're working on your toxic ego and you're really stepping into the higher self, it's it's a long journey. It's not like your ego going to toxic ego is going to be fixed within like six months. You know, triggers are going to come up throughout your whole life to teach you, to help you learn, to help you grow. And it's funny because I always, a little like kind of saying that I have is turn your ego into your amigo because it is about knowing that the ego is there to protect your inner child and your inner child is something that's within you that, you know, that I'm still learning a lot about, like I'm studying psychology at the moment and it's, it's, in, it's within all of us and we just want to protect and look after. Like you think about when we look at a child now, if they fall over or they cry, our instinct is just to go and hug them. Are you okay? And it's just, that's what we're like with our inner self. So you can imagine how much we want to just love and protect our inner self. So it's being gentle with yourself. And I think uh, this is what I tell my clients to do is the first off is the awareness. Mm-hmm. It's having the awareness of when wherever you are in, in life, work, home, family, whatever it is, if you're triggered, so if you have something that makes you, you know, get anxious, stressed, worried, and you fall into that real, you know, trap of the heart race, go, the heart starts beating, you're racing, you get nervous, the butterflies, sweaty palms, and then the squirrel starts running and you're thinking, oh my God, what's life, what am I doing? And you just go into a downward spiral. It's catching that niggle and then thinking, why, why was I triggered? You know, what emotion did that make me feel? you know what was i feeling in that moment and then stripping that back and saying where have i felt this before what does this remind me of and then changing that story saying you know if i let this go how how can i feel how can i feel if i let this story go and change that story because a lot of us will have similar stories a lot of us will have very deep stories a lot of us will just have little niggles and i always think imagine living a life where you can go about your day and nothing can change your energy or behavior. And you just, and I'm nearly there. Like I'm nearly there. I'm just like, but I, again, it's having the compassion with yourself and thinking if I do get triggered, I know that this is for me to work on and not going into victim mode and not going into that. "woe is me. You know, what, why am I feeling this way? And it's not fair because that's, that's the ego trying to protect you and telling you those stories that you've told yourself since, since, being a, a child. So my, my big things for people to listening is be very gentle with yourself. Be very gentle with yourself, have compassion and seek the help. You know, seek the help. There's plenty of stuff online. A, a lady that I follow, um, she's amazing, is uh, the holistic psychologist. She is just unbelievable. She's got a doctorate in psychology and uh, I, I started following her about six months ago and she's the one who really pushed me to start studying psychology because I've always loved it and been fascinated with it. And it's it's just one thing that I learned from a book that I was reading was try not to change too much in one one small amount, because when we do that, it gets overwhelming. And it said just try to change one percent of your debt, one percent of yourself every single day, because that amounts to like 30 or 40 percent a year that you're improving. So small steps is the key when you're doing work like that.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. And do you know what i what I think is super fun about one of what what your process is, giving your ego a name, like saying to Ursula, "Shall I go and sit on that rock?" Like, in other words, get out the way. And it reminds me of the book that I read, "The Untethered Soul," where oh. it talks about the voice in your head and, like, if. You know, if that voice in your head was a roommate, would you allow that roommate to live with you the way that it speaks to you and the way that it puts you down? And, you know, whatever it is that is going on inside of your head, if you had like an actual person in your life who spoke to you in the way that sometimes your ego does, whether it, with its limit and beliefs, would you be available for that? And the answer is no. So I think a great point that you shared there, even for everyone to take away as a takeaway action right now would be to give your ego a name because the moment you do that you're detaching from it being you and you're almost like i'm not
1: gonna let this kind of because it is like a false self so it's just give it a name to kind of detach it from you so it's like a it's like an imposter so it's bringing it out of you and then when you're in meditation you can just have this you know bring your inner child out of you and, you know, give her or him love and say, you're okay. Now you're moving on your, your higher self is, is coming through. And it's, it just takes work. It just takes work and commitment. And the biggest word is commitment because to get to this level where I'm now, it's, I just feel calmer. Mm-hmm. And when I do get a niggle or a trigger, I'm like, okay, Pip, what was I feeling? What was Ursula saying to me? you know what was the story she was telling me what was she making me feel and that was kind of you know and what we have to remember is my my values are to do with you know the the Tao Taoism because I love that religion even though I've got no religion that I'm set on and he talks about having you know love and compassion for every other being so if you've got someone in your workplace or a family member or a friend who is nasty to you or projecting things on it's just how they feel they're projecting their fears and their limiting beliefs onto you now we have to remember that and think well if i'm working on my inner self you're actually serving them too because you're working on that so when you when they do try and trigger you to help them you're not taking it on so it's like it bounces off you and then they're not because if you're if they drop into ego and they want your ego they're trying to feed on both so they are wanting to feed their ego and they're trying to feed yours and when you drop in you're shouting back or you're arguing back that's actually feeding them mm. and that's why you're not serving them so when we just take a breath and observe it from their point of view or take yourself out as a, like a bird's eye view I tell my clients to this look at it as a bird's eye view and just take a minute and don't react just take that breath bring that stillness in and then respond Because again, when we've been triggered, we want to kind of just work on it straight away. And I said, give yourself a few hours when you get home from work, then work through it, journal it out. So it just, it's having compassion because the Taoism talks about a reverence for all life. And we have to see ourselves in every single person. And that is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate goal for me is that we're we're all like you said we're all the children of mother of mother earth and we're all fighting battles that we don't know we're all fighting traumas that we don't know about and we have to have compassion but when you're healing yourself you are healing the world and as you know so when we heal ourselves we heal our ancestry line too so think of it that way when you think about you healing yourself you're actually doing mother earth a huge service
0: I'm covered in chills with you saying that <laughs> and I just think it's a perfect way to end this week's episode because that was the power that was the gold we wrapped it all up we tied it up in a beautiful bamboo bow I said bamboo yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. eco eco <laughs> eco
0: vibes over here um but Pippa thank you so much I've really loved this whole conversation and this whole vibe like it's definitely you know we, we just something that we all need to be even more consciously aware of you know we're creating the new earth we're elevating we're ascending we've got work to do people and I I feel excited, excited. About doing it yeah mm-hmm. I feel excited about doing it so Pippa would you like to share with anyone who's listening how they can connect with you if they would love to connect with you after hearing
1: all of your wisdom amazing well just to let you know i have seven days off social media every single month so that started yesterday so if i don't follow you back it's just because i'm on off social media for a while so i have seven days a month so instagram's the best place to find some inspiration so i'm at mother earth healer pippa facebook you can find me as pippa leslie and yeah Instagram is kind of my jam because I like just doing my stories. I like doing my reels. I have so much fun doing reels, Mm -hmm. and I think obviously I do have a podcast too, which is Mother Earth Rising, and we do talk about all different things to do with, as you said, all things spirituality. But definitely stepping into the you know the the ego side of things as well because the Mother Earth wants you to be that bring that pureness back into your life.
0: Yay, well, girls, if any of you have super enjoyed this episode, be sure to go and contact pippa after this episode i'm going to put all of her details in the show notes and i would love if there's like a huge takeaway that you've taken away from our discussion today i would love to hear it so feel free to screenshot this episode share with us your biggest takeaway tag myself and pippa we would love to hear what you're vibing from in this week's episode so thank you again pippa it's been a pleasure And girls, wherever you are in the world, as always, I'm sending you all of the love and I cannot wait to catch up with you next time. Bye-bye.